Welcome to the Boston's Big Four podcast. Cast, cast, cast. New news about music and sports every week, sometimes. We are back, episode 74 of Boston's Big Podcast. We are here with a very special guest, Shells. Shells with hey a guys. Z. Hey, Shells um, with a Z here. <laughs> thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. Fresh off the release of the new video a couple days ago. Made of love. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Especially thank you because I think you may be the first guest who sounded back with an ad lib. Love that. I, I'm, I'm always starting with the rap horn. Love it. So thank True. you. Thank you. Yeah, that's usually Owen's thing. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, let's talk about that, uh, that new video because I, I read the description before I watched it on YouTube and it's a good. long description. Sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> it's it. all good. But obviously a lot of thought went into that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a short story. Right. And you, you seem to be kind of into that kind of thing. You, did, you dropped the visual EP a few months ago. Um, so, you know, what, what is it? How did you get into really like the visual aspect and, and telling your stories that way? Um, I guess I'm really into cinematography and just making sure that, you know, people are watching a story. I have a marketing background, so storytelling is everything. Mm -hmm. um, because some people won't even read the description. They'll go straight to the video, whereas some people are, will be like, wait, so what is this about? Um, and want to have a, some sort of dialogue or some sort of summary of what they're engaging with. And it helps with engagement. It helps with people understanding. And in, I would just say that I, I have a passion for being unique, innovative, and different mm -hmm. and not making things all about me. I want you know, people to watch and different characters and different emotions touch people differently, basically. So that's where I, I would say that I want all my videos to be kind of like a short film, basically. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you, you nailed that with the Made of Love video too, because it seems like that's something like how you, you mentioned it's some, uh, you try to make it not necessarily about yourself. And I think people usually identify with things that they feel is a common experience. That's why usually whoever their favorite artist or actor or whoever is, is usually something mm -hmm. that they feel like I, I could be them and not necessarily right. in a way where you feel that you have similar experiences. And that video highlights an experience that I don't think anyone can say they didn't feel affected by. Like, I mean, yeah. I guess anyone who hasn't heard it, it's, uh, it's basically about COVID and it's yep. visually represented in a way that kind of gives you, obviously it, you, funny i started watching it and i'm like where did the inspiration come from for this this is like <laughs> the um the graphics just uh, seriously people if you haven't checked it out check it out made of love um it's perfect like i uh i didn't know you could get that type of uh animation if you weren't disney you know i was like watching things like is right. this that real? i have What's to shout second? out to jay hunt yep yeah. Shout out Jay Hunt. Is do you do do you work with Jay Hunt often? Is that usually your your? This is my life? first time working with him. Okay. Um, Jay Hunt um, is Smokehouse Media. Um, he is notoriously known for his photography and videography in in Massachusetts and the East yeah. Coast. And I think he does an amazing job. And uh, we were long overdue 
to work together and collaborate. And I came up with the storyline. I knew I wanted everything to be an aesthetic of intergalactic, futuristic space, all, all of that incorporated because I don't know if anyone else could relate, but when I was in middle school or even elementary school, when I used to visualize 2020, I expected to have flying cars. Right, and right. All this, 2020 sounded like the future to me. Yep. So it's a year that's gonna go down in history, not just because it's 2020, but so much happened this year that mm. is just gonna be unforgettable. It's gonna be in history books for the rest of time. Right. So, um, for me, like when I explained all these things to him, for him to pull those graphics and pull those those other visuals that just correlated with the story so well, he killed it. So shout out to Jay Hunt for that. Yeah, absolutely. It was visually just like stunning to watch, really. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah it was amazing. So many camera tricks. I, I'm like watching it, just trying to dissect how, how did that happen? And like, what is the mask that guy's wearing? Right. Is it just a mask? Like what happened? I was trying to figure out what was going on. <laughs> it's an it? LED mask. Oh, okay. So that makes, I was like, is it actually on them or are they like, it's that on his face and it was an LED mask that was sound, was noise reactive. So That's it would, cool. it would kind of match. Yeah, it was, it's, it's for a rave. Which honestly <laughs> helped the entire video because a lot of the things that I was, it was essentially a huge rave because when you think of a rave, they do their best to make things glow and make things look futuristic. Right. And did you find shooting that with, I imagine this happened, um, this was all conceived during COVID, I imagine. So was it hard to get the the shots down um or did you have to limit the crew you shot with or was it um or even finding a space to shoot them was that hard to do uh putting the video together right now luckily um i'm part of a community here at the self-made designs um shout out to the self-made Designs support local artists i've been a long-standing member here for almost three years now um and um oh actually maybe it's been three years already so um, during COVID, initially when everything shut down, we did shut down as a studio. However, um, it's really exclusive as far as access. You know, there's a process with signing up um, and all that. So I've always been here with the space and the space pretty much held me down and made sure that I was able to use it. There were restrictions, of course, during COVID. I had to have less than 10 people uh, on set and um, you know sanitized masks the whole nine yard everything to make sure safety first um, but at the end of the day I was very fortunate to be here part of this community at the self-made designs because it allowed me to not even worry about the space I shot the entire thing here at the gym for artists okay and I was gonna ask where it was shot Yes, this is the self-made design. So at the it's called the Gym for Artists, the community. You yeah. could all you could find that on Insta on Instagram at the Gym for Artists because essentially they want you to work on your goals and your craft. So um, okay. and so it's not specific to music or, or video because I think you had mentioned no. some of the art behind you is came from there too, yep. right? Every, this photo was taken here. This painting was painted here. If you look around my cool. studio, there's paintings and um, that I've made here. 
that um, I've purchased from my artist friends that I'm hanging up in here. This space is, is it's not like it's a huge secret, but you know, we, we have cultivated our own little culture here that um, is the home for a lot of artists and whether or not you're passing through or you're staying for, put, um, there's a lot of history in this place. Um, so again, I shout out to the self-made designs. I'm very fortunate to be able to have a space where I could plan it, where I could, um, I sent them everything that I was doing ahead of time in a document saying, hey, this is the time, this is this. And of course I went over time and certain things happened that I could not foresee, but it was a big DIY project as well. Yeah. So I, I was pretty much wearing a whole bunch of hats that day. But um, again, the self-made designs is my home. So I did not have to worry about where I'm gonna shoot during the COVID crisis. But um, we shot this video in August. Um, so it was a little bit better, our climate. It was during the summer. The summer wasn't too bad. I feel like right now COVID is getting a little bit more regulated because we're entering the flu season. But um, in August, it was really, really easy going with um, filming it here. Yeah, no, I, that actually, you're very fortunate. I know a lot of people have been kind of stifled. There's two schools of thought, I think, is that uh, we've been inside this whole pandemic, and if you have the means to create, you really should be putting something out at the end of this right. pandemic yeah. because everyone's had the time to sit and be creative. But on the right. other hand, most people probably don't have the resources uh, to shoot videos or to stage right. their productions like you had. So, um, I mean, I was honestly, I was very impressed, especially given the time. I mean, I was impressed if we weren't in COVID. So now I'm like, how did a video like that get put together right now? So that was um, one of my bigger questions. So I'm glad that you had that opportunity. That's awesome. Thank you so much. So something we've been asking pretty much everyone we've had on recently is how has COVID affected your plans for the year? It kind of seems like you haven't missed a beat. Like you've just, you know, you've kind of just grinded through it and put out some incredible work. And, um, you know, what would you say, how would you say looking back at the beginning of the year, how would you say things have gone compared to how you thought they would go before COVID, you know, in 2020? Okay. So in the beginning of the year, I had a plan to go hard. Like I yeah. mean hard this year. Yeah. I wanted to have like the craziest summer because I wanted to follow up my momentum from last year. Last year, I would say I was really debuted as a Boston artist, as a right. mass artist. You dropped the um, album Thirst Trapping. Yeah, Thirst Trap, and I've dropped a few mixtapes before that that kind of yeah. helped introduce me, but I think what the single slide last year... Yeah, really that, one, that went crazy. Yeah, that really catapulted my career. So yeah. for 2020, again, oh, it's 2020. I did Liquid Dreams Visions last year to help a whole bunch of artists, artists get set up with executing their dreams and their goals for the year to come. So... Starting off this year, I did take a trip, a music trip to California where I was in the studio with um, my engineer, Fresh, shout out to Fresh from DE. And um, it was while I was in California that they started closing schools, the advisory was going, you know, they stopped international travel. It was getting really, really scary. Yeah, so, that's got to be tough because now you got to take a flight back and you're like, how safe is the that? The flight was seamless, though, because okay. nobody was flying at right. the time. Right. 
So I returned back in March and Made of Love is one of the songs that I created while I was in California earlier this year. And when I came back, I still didn't release the Souls EP, the visual EP. I had right. released the, the, the EP before I went to California, but the music video was filmed, but not yet edited. There was so much different things going on for everyone that was involved in that project because of COVID, shutting down jobs, shutting down, you know, our ability to meet. We were supposed to have a, a screening for the Souls EP. We, we canceled even thinking about throwing an event in March at the time. It was just mm. crazy. Yeah. But I wanted to release the Souls EP earlier, the visual EP earlier. I have another project which is coming soon that I wanted to um, also release before Made of Love. So that's coming soon next month. Okay. But um, I really did want that to be a summer record. Yeah. But um, because of COVID, because of everything like you know obviously COVID to me kind of means frugal so I'm trying to spend less money that like on videos and certain things that you know because we don't know what's going to happen next so right. right now this year is a really a big year to kind of preserve mm -hmm. so what I did was work with my team and we strategized a way to still make it work because there was a lot of pressure on me to capitalize on the fact that everyone was home Right. People were saying, oh, go live, do this. Like basically what, you know, certain artists were doing, quarantine radio, certain things that they were doing that was allowing them to get more attention because people were at home. Right. But for me, it was difficult because then there was the whole police brutality that was happening. Like it was just one thing after another over and over again. And what I, I decided this hasn't even been one full calendar year and like said, yeah we're like, still here in November <laughs> pretty insane wild. yeah yes I feel like January was five years ago seriously but, seriously yeah. <laughs> anything before COVID was like five years ago pretty much at this exactly point. so you know the year honestly was unpredictable that's what I'm gonna call it it's it was unpredictable and what I knew was that I still had to do my job. I'm an artist. My job right. is to make music and release it. So I had to really change the direction of anything else that wasn't that. You know, listen, mm -hmm. we have music in the vault. Let's let's strategize and release it. Yeah. Let's push let's push our current project, which was the Soul ZP, which was a really big project for me. And I'm mm -hmm. so glad that we did all the filming for that in January, pre-COVID. Right. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that release honestly carried me throughout the entire year. Souls was everything this year. Yeah. And, I, um, I saw it got almost, it has almost 70,000 views on YouTube. Yes. It's, it's actually a crazy. little bit more on the analytics side, but you know, oh, really? YouTube, you know, YouTube yeah, does what it wants. A certain percentage of it or something. Yeah, I they, guess. Regardless, yeah, it has a lot too. of views. <laughs> I know yes, we got millions. It's going crazy. Well, we went, we went hard with our strategic marketing. We went really hard with that project because yeah. it, was, it wasn't a low budget project. It could be, it depends on who you are. But, you know, it was one of the most expensive projects that I have um, invested in as an mm -hmm. artist. So we, we needed to invest in the marketing as well. So we made sure that eyes landed on it. Eyes seen it. Like we, we pushed, I, I worked with the, st the strategist um, shout out to Belena and she she did her thing she used to work for TripAdvisor and she did her thing 
So in all honesty, uh, this year has been crazy, but it, it, it wasn't an excuse to be lazy. You know, you got to create, you got to execute. <laughs> and that's what I bar. didn't even notice that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, this, uh, this year is definitely, I think, lit a fire under a lot of people because it just kind of when you, if you did happen, and I think pretty much this, we all went through cycles throughout this time, I think, but there's like those feelings of you may have gotten a little lazy, I'm going to kick it in now. And then you just get a bunch done like in waves. And that may not be the healthiest way to do things. But I think this time period kind of really showed people like, hey, if you're left to it, you'll do nothing. So now we all kind of know. I'm just going to make all the time, no matter what, what your thing is, if you're an artist or just trying to be make it in business or something like you just always need to be pushing. And uh, we all learned that I think during COVID. Which oh yeah. Oh yeah. I did want to ask, you mentioned that um, made of love had been written when you were in Cali. This was pre lock lockdown. Um, yes. And so the, the music video though, seems to kind of touch on things that, happened in lockdown so i'm wondering um did the content of that was there like another concept that you had had if things had never gone to lockdown i would say yeah it's a it's a love song you know at the end of the love at the end of the day but i think ironically like the lyrics all songs are made of love you know all songs bring people together all songs are hearts and minds intertwined and that applies to pretty much everything that we're going through i think from the time that i made the song to the time that we shot the video i was going through covid so applying my lyrics and my and showing my experience through the visual was was easy when i wrote the the um the the dialogue um for jay hunt i wrote the treatment out to give him my concept and I was like hmm how can I make this fun you know um and being an intergalactic space queen means that you have a warrior by your side no matter where you go and if I'm coming to earth because essentially I wanted it to be like I'm coming back from the future to 2020 that's what Mm -hmm. I wanted to do but I realized that that might be a little bit difficult with the budget that I had for the video so it, that's why it's like you know I'm landing on earth um in a, in, in a way yeah. so it's like I'm coming back to see the effects of COVID which is like any person from space imagine if I left planet earth 10 years ago and I'm now right. coming back to my home where I was made and right. to see where we are at right now, to hear that there's this huge threat, coronavirus. Right. And I, I imagine coming cat- back. Imagine coming back and just seeing everyone with masks on and not having any like explanation as to why they're wearing masks. And it, oh, yeah. you would think like turn right around. I don't. Know yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You'd be like, I want to go back. <laughs> yeah. This morning, my little brother told me that the video was chilling. He said it was pretty scary, and I was yeah. like. I mean, I did release it on Halloween, but <laughs> true, <laughs> you know, um, for him to say that and for that to be a concept of how life is right now, right. It's, it's, it just goes to show that we're living in some real scary times. Definitely. Definitely. So I use, oh, sorry. I, I use my experience and I put it in the story. 
Yeah, and I uh, was just going to say, I think it's really interesting, and I'm sure people will eat me up in the comments, but please sound off in the comments, somebody. I, uh, <laughs> I um, wanted to know, like, how common, I don't think it's very common for the, like, the story, they always say every story starts, a stranger comes to town or a hero returns to town, and then mm -hmm. it's, uh, in this case, like, I don't know that they've ever had someone in a story come back to their native planet and that's mm -hmm. the setting. It's usually someone leaving or um, yeah. going to like a different planet. So it's interesting to think that someone who True. is native Earth has been away, is now like cultured elsewhere, comes back to Earth. Now, what's mm -hmm. that like on this planet? That was, I mean, that was getting me for a little while. And that was why in the beginning I was wondering like, what is the concept of this video? Yeah. I was trying yeah. to understand where that comes from, like how you come back to your planet and like what, what those thoughts are. So. I mean, I'm sure maybe someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, that was like that movie. I can't think of a movie <laughs> right now. But <laughs> I, I don't know, like Captain America, maybe? I know he doesn't leave maybe. the planet, but he comes I back. I can't think to of one like that. World. Yeah. I mean, not. that's why we have creativity. You know, we right. just create. It, it, nothing is truly new under the sun, but there's True. so many different ways to invent things that already exist. Like, if I think of Star Wars, that whole story that I put in the description, I wanted to have it scrolling on the screen yeah. like Star Wars, but yeah. you know, I didn't want to lose people's attention span. So I put it in the description for people who were looking for insight. So it's kind of yeah. like, I also have to be realistic with people and how they um, consume content. Mm -hmm. um, some people want to get to the point right away. Some people want to know every detail. So it's like finding the medium isn't always easy and it isn't always correct, but I have to find a way to tell people why this is so abstract or why this is so creative because this is what I was thinking, you know? Um, so that's, that's kind of where the, st the story was literally just made up. It's, it's fiction, you know, yep. it's nonfiction. So, it's, you know, it's just, well, it's definitely fun and it was definitely original. That's why I was like, I'm wondering, most stories you can boil them down to like archetypes of other stories. And I was like, well, I don't know if I've ever heard of this one before. Because so really <laughs> the coronavirus didn't exist yet, really. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Coronavirus, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the Souls EP, you said you released the EP before the video, right? Yes. So... Was the video always in the plans when you recorded that? Yes. Okay. From last year, June, I reached oh, okay. out to Karen Garcia. Shout out to G Back and Karen Garcia. She is an amazing director, filmmaker. And um, I had met her maybe a year or two years prior to that as just an artist to artist, which is why networking is so important because you meet these people and you don't know where they fit in your lives yet. And then later on, here we are doing huge projects together. So um, when I wrote the songs, I knew that I wanted to kind of take from the Tierra Whack with the Whack World. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Um, Tierra Whack, she's, she's an amazing um, female lyricist rapper from, I think, Philadelphia. And okay. she, did she win a Grammy? Or she was nominated for sure. And um, she, she, put out an album last year I think it was called Whack World and if you go you watch it on YouTube it's her entire album in one music video so um 
similar to like Lemonade Beyonce. Right, you know? right. Um, That's what so came to mind. I, I wanted to, I wanted to make a movie. I wanted yeah. it to be from beginning to end, the entire EP, and you can understand my story throughout all three songs and all three visuals. So I, I reached out to Karen Garcia and she um, was like, hell yeah, we can do that. We're going to do three music videos in three days. I don't know how we did it. We did <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Eight hour days in the snow. Remember that huge snowstorm that we had in January? Yeah. In the snow. Wow. We did three music videos in three days. Full film crew, everything, lighting, everything. Karen Garcia wow. is a beast. And the kids came out amazing too. Finished? What was that? Each video got completed in each day, or did any of them bleed into the yep. next day? Oh, each. Wow. I mean, some of the <laughs> That's amazing. was used along all three videos. Okay. But each day we, we accomplished everything that we were set to accomplish that day. That's amazing. Yeah. It, it, was, it was an experience that I can't compare to anything else. It was a, really a lot of hard work. Yeah. Did was, anybody feel, get fired like, on set by being slow? It feels what like was that? Type, did anyone on set get fired from not keeping up? Fired? Like, yeah. yeah. Right. First of all, this was a passion project. And then we all know that passion means free. Okay. So it was a passion project. I had people there who were working for free. Well, I'm glad and I'm forever, I'm forever grateful for them. Nobody was fired at all. Because yeah. I'm just picturing really the type getting... of environment where everything's just like seamless. I and you're wish. just like, you out of here. And everyone's like, woo. I gotta no, no, no. <laughs> we, had, we made sure that everybody was fed each day. We had everything scheduled. We had a production assistant on set. We had a coach on set. Karen Garcia basically is really um, tied in with the film industry in Boston, in Cambridge and all that area, like Alston. They're super creative up there. And, and she, she, she called upon her friends like, hey, you do, are you guys up for the challenge? And Apophis Films, which is three guys who are friends who have their own film company, They've worked on Marvel projects, all types of different projects. Wow. They, Shout they, out they, these they guys. yep. Karen, Karen pulled on her some of her, you know, favors. Like, hey, I got some friends that will help me with this. Is her passion project as well. She's the d director and the filmmaker behind it. So she called upon her friends, and we all together accomplished it. It was amazing. Yeah, especially given like the types of delays that can happen when it comes to production and everything, making sure you have right. all that. Like getting three videos in three days done with that type of team and no one got fired. <laughs> and no one got fired. <laughs> that is that is amazing though. That takes like a lot of a lot of cohesiveness, a lot of camaraderie, like a lot of people on the same page communicating. Like yes. that's that's pretty amazing. Yes, and and I, they gave me their passion. They really did, and they yeah. they everyone I would is was proud of the finished product. Um, Sean, who's on Apophis film, sat there and he edited. You know, like if I if I could pay him by the hour, I'd double it. You know, yeah. because again, these people are are going to be part of my career for a very long time. Yeah, That's sounds like you got a good team, good team behind you. Yes, I mean it's you can't do anything by yourself. You Absolutely, can, you can try, but you know, at the end of the day, and and Karen is going to be on this project that I'm working on, which is coming soon after Made of Love. Um, How and, soon? 
soon. Soon? Well, we're not, we haven't filmed yet, so not that okay. soon. The song is coming sooner than the video. I'll okay. say that much. And right. it's with a really big feature um, for Massachusetts. It's with Dutcher Bell, my girl. Nice. All yes. right. And um, big fan. Karen has the treatment already. And she's so, she's so passionate about this project that I can't even say no to her. Like, yeah. when I say no to her, she's just like, <laughs> like she like pouts and like this is supposed to be fun <laughs> you know like she's a very strong woman and that's and that's what we're going to be doing we're going to be campaigning because she really wants to go all out with this next film essentially so i can't wait to show you guys more of gang <laughs> i can't wait i'm pretty excited yeah and yeah. is there anything we can tease like what is there anything in particular um not to pressure you, but what can we talk about? <laughs> um, so, um, so the record is produced by Jay Cardum. Um, okay. I don't know if you guys know this. These are Massachusetts yep. go-getters. And um, Dutch Rebel, um, she, we, we actually completed this song last year. Okay. okay. And um, that's what I was talking about earlier this year in January. I was put on Dutch Rebel's Big Zoe remix that had Eddie Fish, Reem Stubbing, Kado, and myself. So we put that out together. We had a meeting after, and um, we talked about Chop, which is the name of the record that's coming out very soon. Okay. And um, Dutch is a veteran. She's my, like, I've been watching her Mm-hmm. for years i mean before i even had the confidence to rap myself i yep. was watching her and to um be able to sit in the studio with her and go verse for verse like we the song the record is is a great song which is something i i want to tell artists now stop holding on to your songs stop holding on i to agree the stuff in the i agree your job is to release music. Yes. So if you're not releasing music, you're not doing your job. And that's my message to artists, all artists out there. If you are not releasing music, you are not doing your job. I I find that very common. Like a a lot of artists show me songs that they haven't released. And I'm like, why haven't you released this? It's so good. (laughs) Like, Just let let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Too worried about timing and, you know. Yeah, oh, we have to do it with a video, which to right. me, in my experience, is not smart. Let people stream the music first. Mm. Let them stream the music first. Give them a reason, a reason to be excited for the video. I'm yeah. not saying that it's not, it's not the best strategy, but for me, I, I did that with Made of Love, and, and I kind of wish I dropped the song before because yeah. I feel like now all the attention goes to the video. It doesn't go to the streaming platforms that actually pay you. You know, and two releases so, gives you two reasons to share it, you know, because you may, right. once you share it that first time, sharing it a second time, I mean, I'm sure it's common, but you to be like new content for this content is uh, just, I'm sure like, you know, as a marketing, it's just, you're able to do two spikes of views. Yes. It's like justified, but yes. it's, uh, I mean, that's something that I'm not from, super familiar with. I'm, I'm trying to learn that stuff myself. It seems like there are a lot of different tricks to kind of like, between just choosing the right thumbnail sometimes catchy names yeah. really do matter even if the other name may matter more to you personally something else may be catchier and that's just better right. for marketing it's right um, 
and it's, that is interesting. And release time is probably the biggest factor, I'd say. But otherwise, it's just too much put it pressure. Out. Yeah. yeah. Again, if you if you're doing your job as an artist, it's to release music, great yeah. quality music. I'm not saying just release everything and don't get the critique or don't strategically plan behind it. But I, what I'm saying is, it is my job as an artist to give people music. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not only doing a disservice to myself, but I'm doing that a disservice to my community and the people who are constantly supporting me too, you know? So for me, again, like in, in the two years that I've been a professional artist, I just don't want to repeat certain mistakes already. And holding on to great songs like this song that I'm finally going to be releasing this month, um, I, I, I just wish, I wish I did it earlier, but I'm very happy that I'm still doing it now. It, it still worked itself out. And due to COVID, we had to push it back anyway. Right. Because we plan on releasing Chop during the summer. Yeah. So when we had our initial meeting, we were like, hey, like May, June-ish, we're going to drop Chop, not knowing that we'd be suffer, you know, suffering from COVID, you know, and, and trying to figure out what life is now um so i think um i went to to made of love to be like hey let's drop a single that we know is ready that's going to be minimal let's do it which which turned out amazing regardless and um we're gonna shoot for this dutch rebel big feature music video and start planning for that when we can actually get a film crew in the same room together. You know what I mean? Right. With COVID, it's just so many different factors. Yeah, absolutely. So you are planning on releasing a video for that track? Yes, but I am going to release the track first. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the next month? This month. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's coming really, really soon. Yeah, I'm, really I'm soon. I'm looking it. forward to that. Because it's my job. I actually want to challenge myself to release a song every month. I like that. It, it, it sounds like a lot, but I feel like it's my duty. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like my job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like you have to look at it like that, kind of. Yeah. You know, that's to kind of keep yourself motivated. Right. Oh, I was... Uh... I was thinking about how you mentioned, um, oh man, hold on. I lost it. I, I was there. Oh, well, I guess releasing a song a month, I guess, but comes back to that marketing, like keeping, uh, almost just keeping like your name out there. Cause there, like, there are reasons to post and reasons that are just kind of like staying up, I, I guess. Um, but to release content consistently I, is definitely huge. And I, I don't know, um, uh, typically i don't know see typically like what the average artist produces like per month of songs but i think putting out one quality song a month is reasonable because you're probably working on other songs and you can pick from that saying like this is uh right. i like this like okay this is something i want people to hear now and then feel that out it's almost like um you're using the that stuff as your focus group to decide maybe where the next album goes like how did how did that get received versus the song i released the month before and um and like you said you were your background is marketing so it's kind of where you have to think about that stuff what people um what's receptive to just what comes out at different times so um definitely definitely a lot that comes into it 
but yeah, I, uh, my strategy behind it really is okay. So I, I, I got a marketing degree a few years ago, which means the education that I learned is most likely outdated. It's not that it's not essential. I got the basics, but there's certain trends and things that happen every day. Right. Um, I know my production level as an artist is if I'm in the studio, I could give you a song a day, you know, for real. Are they all going to be release worthy? No, but I know that in my best producing, like I usually will turn over seven songs a week. So if that is like my production level, like right now my vault, I have enough songs to release once a month to go into 2022. However, it's all about strategy, like what you're saying. It might not be a song every month. It could be a project here, or EP there, a mixtape there. However, back to my duty, if they're saying it's good to post on Instagram once a day to stay cons- consistent, because um, that's a sharing platform, right? Mm-hmm. On a platform like Spotify, how often should I be sharing? Hmm. I don't know necessarily the algorithm. I've been doing my research, but I know for a fact if I do something once a month, it can't be once a day like Instagram. But right. if I do something once a month, then it'll keep my 5,000 listeners, my 5,000 monthly listeners, not only will it keep them there, but it'll add to that. Right it might even double, triple, or, you know, catapult into maybe hundreds of thousands. So I have to try something new because Instagram is not getting me Spotify plays necessarily. Not necessarily. It's it's my content on Spotify that is going to allow me to end up on playlists, end up being heard by accident. Like... Mm -hmm. All of that, you have to be active on the platform if you want the platform to work for you. Right. So in Absolutely. order to, to do that, and, and then that immediately hikes up my BMI check. It hikes up all, all these different ways that I want to be a profitable, profitable artist. So that's where my strategy is behind that. I'm not just trying to throw things out there once a month. I want to release good quality music maybe soft releases don't have to have huge videos see what the market tells me and then Mm -hmm. go put a budget behind a music video but at this point i really want to focus on my streams because that's what's making me money as an artist and that's what's going to help me be more professional yeah spotify apple music how do i you know people want to know how to end up on those mixes or those little commercials or whatever the situation of course you could pay your way but there's also a lot of hard work that you could put in to help you be dominant in spotify mm-hmm. if yeah, we if we look at spotify like makes sense yes if we look at spotify like it's an instagram platform which it is not it's more of a consuming platform than a sharing you're right platform. you're right but there is an algorithm to it exactly more consistently and i have noticed artists monthly listeners go way down when they don't post for a while or when they don't share a song for a while say they don't share a song for eight nine months those numbers go way down i've noticed right Right. i mean i'm fortunate enough to even up to before i I was dropping made of love 
Souls was getting one of the songs on Souls was getting streamed once a day at least. Yeah. So if I can see that, wow, like people are still listening to Souls, and we're here in September. You know, I dropped it in February. Yeah. And and it's people are still listening to it. Like for me, I'm happy, but for me, I'm realizing all those months because I get a monthly review every month from Spotify. All those months, I I lost opportunity in gaining new listeners by releasing new content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oftentimes, um, I mean, this is something I'll do too. It's like you find an artist you like, and you just start looking for more things. And sometimes they just have an EP or two out, and that's all you can find. And you're like, all right, this is definitely mm-hmm. good. But I would listen to more of that these people mm-hmm. put out. And um, I think uh, this actually ties into something you said. Oh, you wanted the text to scroll in the beginning of your video, like yes. almost like the Star Wars, and uh, but you were wary of what people are willing to deal with before they get into the music part of it. So you right. the description, mm-hmm. and it's definitely a fair thing to think about. Um, but I've also myself it, when I start looking into an artist and I want to know more about them, I am unbelievably patient sometimes with that stuff. Like with those like one minute intros, it's just pans of the sky or something. <laughs> you're like okay. Like, what am I getting into? I just need to hear more of this person. Mm. So sometimes even if it's stuff um, like it just comes down to other, uh, there's a, there's a tasteful balance between releasing too much to where it's like, obviously muddles the waters. But if you release enough that people have something to look at, even if it's songs that you might not be a hundred percent confident in, but you realize like, this is a style someone might enjoy and it comes out. um, That definitely all adds up to the, like, each one might get a view. Whereas if you only had two videos up to get a view, but like you, you would have gotten all the five if you had five more videos up and I'm sure that all rolls into the algorithm. So I don't know how nitty gritty that stuff gets when you come to like planning and we're obviously not going to solve it tonight, but I just wanted to make sure I just wanted to <laughs> add that point in there. I think that definitely factors into it when you kind of get yourself on a buzz, people uh, roll into all that content if it's already there. Whereas if you release it later, they may be less likely to go back and check. So that probably comes into all those different times, all those different things we've been talking about. Right. Things can get repetitive and you're going to feel like it's annoying, but you know who it's not annoying to the person who sees it for the first time. Yes. Right. So every day is an opportunity for someone to see your content for the first time. Right. So like even all your old projects, and this is me talking again to artists or anybody, even all your old stuff, keep resharing that. Somebody's seeing it for the first time. So for me, I know what you're saying about the oversharing. And I had this conversation with my management team where they're a little concerned that I'm doing too much. But I, I had to really humble myself and say, hey, I'm not Beyonce. Okay. I'm not a huge superstar where what I release matters and really taints or glorifies my, my character in this industry yet. I'm in a position where I need to build my following. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, I have to give the people what they want, which is music, essentially. Right. So I'm very okay with soft releases with low numbers or whatever the situation is from month to month, because what I'm receiving is way more valuable, new eyes. Right. It's going to be annoying to my people who see my content every day. And I see that every time I promote um, a project, sometimes the, the audience might decrease a little bit from the people who are 
okay, she's going to be posting this for the next seven days. Let me like skip her story this day because I know she's, she's promoting Made of Love. There's always going to be those people. Yeah, but I understand that. I understand that. And I understand that. I'm, and I used to tell this to my friends to my shows, like, oh, I'm not going to make your show. And it's like, I really do want your support. And I really do understand you, your remorse and you not being there, but it's a hundred percent okay because me putting on the show is not for you. It's for the person who's going to be introduced to me for the first time tonight. Right. Because you already heard these songs. You already heard me rap them. You already seen all this stuff. My goal is to reach somebody new and introduce them to something new. So in order to do that, you have to be consistent no matter how annoying it might feel. And I feel like uh, that's a little bit like of a skeptic, but I'm up for the challenge. I'm up for the challenge. Yeah, definitely. They always say like, even with doing this podcast, like they'll tell you like to, um, if you want to be successful, you just have to keep doing it. And eventually you, you, and you'd said this way earlier, networking is really important and finding Mm -hmm. people that are willing to grow that idea with you, whether or not you're seeing each other or working together every day, it's just people that you know are on that same thought path. So when you kind of have these discussions, you're almost bouncing ideas off of each other and it gets creative and we do like think, sessions and it um def- it it helps to keep your mind on the track and releasing always and creating always um it's a muscle and it keeps things keeps things moving and i think over time i don't know i mean the exact numbers but i'd say just the longer you do it the more your the higher your chances are of eventually just completely breaking out and like being successful mm-hmm. and i don't know that there's anyone out there who would say like oh well it hasn't happened within this time you have to stop you know you always have to keep putting it out and make sure that it just stays good. And that's usually what um, I think some people want their, the first three things they put out to be like, why am I not famous? And then they want to like, what's going on? (laughs) So it's, it's, it's huge to have that. Like I'm, I'm moving forward kind of mentality all the time. That is great. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And not worrying too much about the numbers and just like knowing that, that the consistency will pay off basically. Yeah, and and those songs and you know say you're releasing a song every month and they're only getting you know they're not getting the numbers you want them to get but when you do finally get that song that blows up people are going to go back and look at those old songs and then those numbers will rise exactly and then it's like what we were talking about earlier i have some good songs that are getting outdated in my vault yeah because they're just sitting there you know how how does a song get outdated when it's not released it's when you listen to it over and over and over again as yourself, as an artist, and you're like, ah, if I release this now, it's not going to hit. And, and not to say that you're right or you're wrong, but that feeling alone is lack of motivation because from the moment that you were in the studio to a year later, the same feeling that you had about the song might right. change. You, you might know? be in a completely different place than you were exactly. when you made that song. Exactly. So it's like, you know, I feel like as artists, we put so much pressure on ourselves to have everything crossed off on our checklist that the baby would have. But that's the baby. We're not the baby. We're not little baby. We're not Beyonce. So it's like, we can't, oh, we have to have a video. First of all, you might spend a lot of money on a video and then not even receive the, the, what you, what you intended to receive by creating the video. No, right. your job as an artist, as a music artist, is to release music. And if yeah. you're not doing that, then you're not doing your job. And that's the way True. I'm seeing it right now, because I want to challenge myself to not care 
if, if I drop a song this next this month and I get 500 listens, guess what? That's 500 people that listen to my song. Right. That's not 500 million like Beyonce or whatever the situation is. But if you put 500 people in one room, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. So really you can't look at 500 plays as, oh, that's weak. Like, no, no. I'm not being picky. I just want to produce. I'm really motivated right now. And I want to stay hungry as an artist. Love it. I love Never going to chill. Never going to chill. I just have to continue to give it out because that's the only way to keep my buzz going too. And that's yeah, something absolutely. I realized from Slide. Like if I kept going more, 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 then people would have no choice but to bring me up. Yeah. Exactly. Got no so would, choice. You say, would you say Slide kind of made you realize that, the success of that record? Yes. Like, like comparing my my like where my the trajectory of my career has gone since then yeah you know there's some times where i did chill like after i dropped thirst trapping and stuff like that like okay let that right let that breathe let that project breathe because it is good to to push the same thing for a good three months and so people have time to catch it but again if this is a business right like or even email marketing. If I send one email in February and then I send another one in October, is that really effective than, more effective than sending an email every month? It, it can't possibly be. No. So it's like, if I release a song in February and I release a song in October, which is what I just did, I'm not gonna say that it didn't leave an effect, but if I did every month, I'm pretty sure I, the statistics would show that I had made more of an impact by doing that. So I'm going to test it out. And maybe like this time next year, if we talk again, I could be like, hey, this is how it turned out for me. Because, you know, I'm not yeah. saying that this is exactly what's going to happen. It's just, I'm just saying what I, I'm just speaking what I want into existence. That's what you got to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Let's, let's talk you got numbers. the vision for sure. You got the vision, you got the work ethic, you got the talent, you got the, uh, you got everything you need pretty much. Thank you. I just so got that's, that's you know, the consistency is everything. And I have Boston Big Four, like, you know, you guys like even having this conversation with me right now is a blessing. You know, I I'm super grateful and I know how much that this how important this is for my career. You get what I'm saying? These small conversations right now open a lot of eyes and ears to what's really going on. Absolutely. Definitely, yeah. And we, I think we feel the same way. We like to, we just love to have these conversations. This is probably like the biggest perk of doing a podcast, just being able to see what people are doing. And, and it de- uh, I've been surprised many times in the different ways people work and, and their creative processes. So it's always interesting to listen yeah. to. I've always loved, even before we were doing this, I've always loved watching artists interviews, like, and just right. seeing like, who they are behind the music you know mm-hmm. and what These the process the is things and... to look back on once you're famous and everything and we'll just be all like wow we were talking <laughs> about this three years ago or two years ago who knows <laughs> right facts well i mean my goal isn't to be famous my goal is to have a successful business a successful music business and in order to do that i have to think smart like this year was a really really major lesson for the music industry if, if, if not Absolutely. for like list like 
touring was notoriously huge. The yeah. biggest way that you can make income as an artist mm-hmm. is to tour. Yep. And everything had to stop. Oh, shit. Hello? My bad. My They're mom good. called me. Like, mom, mom. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> every, touring had to end. So yeah. seeing that happen, like big festivals be canceled due to COVID, it just goes to show being an online musician and being an online business is what's going to carry you into the future. Right. Right. So by the time there's flying cars, I'm pretty sure the internet <laughs> is still going to exist. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to yeah. be... The internet's to, not going anywhere. <laughs> the internet's not going anywhere. So it's you not. need to learn how to, how to win. Yeah, absolutely. On the, online. Absolutely. Yeah, I can see some people like, were prepared for it. Some people had, had already been putting out good content or in like skit form or uh, staying relevant online in ways that maybe weren't always music content, which sometimes that does dilute things, but it is nice to stay relevant. Sometimes I, I love the comedy slash uh, singer, songwriter, you know, they, right. when people put out the skits, I, I enjoy that. Uh-huh. And those, those, those people, like, they might not be as famous as Beyonce, but they're running a successful business Absolutely. where they don't yeah. need to be famous as Beyonce to be doing what they love for a living. And that's mm-hmm. my goal. It is. I, and I, that's it's what it's good all to about. Like, exactly. And, and sometimes people, um, and I think this happens with a lot of things are pretty much across all platforms, it seems, but when you look at the people that you may be idolized, you think that that is so hard to do. So it becomes like being able to wrap your arms around it from like where you're seeing it from the start is like so difficult that it seems I have to make insane moves. But when you just scale things up, like how do I make this show profitable? And you start just one show. One thing at a time. One sure thing at a time. Yep. Goes up one thing at a like, time. I know it's, it's like it's cliche, but when you it is, yeah, it down, it's so like, true though. And, uh, and, and it, especially with, with music artists, like um, a lot of people shoot for the stars and think like this should happen fast, like because you see other, it happened fast for other people. Oh, come on. No, it seems that way, but it's not yeah. true. Even Meg Thee Stallion, like it, it, or Cardi B, it might give you the illusion that overnight they were famous. Absolutely yeah. not. Cardi B was exactly. on her live every day. Mm-hmm. on instagram Had i'm been. pretty sure that annoyed a lot of people Absolutely, right yeah. i'm pretty sure it annoyed a lot of people but guess what somebody hopped into her live that did not know her who was new every day which led her to millions of fans to the point where they're calling cardi hey cardi we want to sign you cardi's not going hey sony do you guys okay. have an opportunity for me? And that's what a lot of artists are doing right now. Like, oh, I'm so talented. I'm so great. Sony should sign me. Sony right now is trying to reinvent themselves because the music industry is in a, in a state of repair right now. Mm. So you can't depend on Sony to save you and make you famous. You got to put in the work. Exactly. You got to do it yourself. You got to build a good team and build, build a great com- community of people who support you. 
because otherwise a common theme on this podcast we always find this coming back to this like you don't grow without these things yeah it's really important that it's an organic yeah an organic upbringing too sometimes people jump right in that's where i guess uh my point was like the speed of of that like is not always doesn't always work doesn't work that way i mean there's always you know there's always shortcuts there's always shortcuts but you have to kind of sometimes you have to work the hardest to land on a shortcut you right. know what I mean? Like, it's your hard work that's going to help you find the shortcut. You right. Just the harder you work, the luckier you get. That's what Period. They say. Period. But it's like, um, a few years ago, when I first started out, I met Wyclef Jean, and I asked him for some advice. I said, I'm a female lyricist, and I need your advice as to how to be successful in this industry without compromising myself. And he said, you have the internet. <laughs> you have your phone your instagram you have your own following get your following so strong that they're calling you exactly that's yeah that's what it comes down to nowadays i mean and i feel like every artist should listen to this podcast and if you're listening and watching this podcast you need to reevaluate your priorities if your priority is to be famous you, you don't need music (laughs) <laughs> you know right. there's, there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can be famous exactly so that might be easier exactly i was want... gonna say there might be easier ways <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, music's a pretty competitive avenue to become famous now exactly yeah so find a way to 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 make what you love like make it into a successful business preferably online business because you know kind of like the made of love video i'm thinking for the future yeah. I'm not thinking for the now and I'm not thinking about the strategies that worked in the past. This is a different time. This is COVID Absolutely. right now. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. This is good. That's like the intro to a song. Yeah. <laughs> this, that'll get clipped out. <laughs> we got some great, great clips from this podcast. Some great. I hope clips. so. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. I'm having a good time talking to you too. I'm like really happy to see both of your faces. And like, just see the people behind you guys. So I've seen you guys online, but I, yeah, know, I know it's funny. I like, no one ever sees our face except on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> there, but it's kind of like you know. Yeah, we keep it low key. That's how I mean. You guys are doing your job. You guys are doing what you guys are supposed to do. Hey, thank you. We yeah, appreciate we're, that. We're having fun out. Here. We uh, yeah, this has been great. You've been uh, really insightful, fun to talk to. This has been great. Thank you. Can I get a little insight on Boston's Big Four, like? you guys history so i started it a few years ago and it was just about five years ago and it was just a sports blog um i wrote about sports and there was no podcast and then i decided to write a music article about like up-and-coming massachusetts artists and it got a ton of views and i was like all right i should start doing this you know writing about music so yeah, I started writing music articles. To, to an athletic game it, itself. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously. Yeah, things are heating up in Boston. I, I'm really proud to see it. I'm really proud to be part of it. Um, we're creating our own music industry here. Yeah, we really are. It's been amazing to watch and to document over the last couple of years. And uh, yeah, you, you're obviously a big part of it right now. I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait for that track with Dutch. That's going to be awesome. 
That's going to be amazing. And I like, I don't mind airing it out and being like super transparent. I really feel bad as to how long it took to release this. I, I'm just any artist, come on. Like if you ever have an opportunity to have a veteran come into your career to help you out, you don't sit on that. Right. You put that out because right. you don't know what's going to happen next. So like this, this is my last straw because, you know, I listen to other people's strategies and I'm very open-minded, but I'm, al I'm also a person who puts their foot down. Like, listen, like I know how great you guys want this to be, but my, I'm not doing my job doing it your way. I want to do my job doing it my way and giving people what they deserve to hear. That song should have been out. And I'm sorry, Boston, but it's coming out now. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming out this month, I promise. Let's go. Can't wait. Yeah, we forgive you, but it's uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, no, it, it'll be worth the wait, I'm sure. Yes, of course. I promise. All right. Yeah, so we'll let you go. It's Aww. been uh... – <laughs> I mean, so, we can talk more. I don't know. No, 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 it's okay. I, have I, I actually did have something that was on the back of my mind, and I was, I don't, forgive me if we went over this. Why do I feel like you, do you, ha, did you work with Crooked Eye at any point? I did. Okay, yeah. Oh, I did want to ask about Good that. One. I was like, yes. I'm like I, am I stupid and forgot? And like, No, I told I you that just before the podcast. I was like, oh, yeah, she has a song with King Crooked, too. I have a song with King Crooked, another oh. OG. A yeah. veteran. I've been very fortunate to work with people who know more than me. You know what I mean? And working with Crooked Eye, honestly, like, is a blessing. Um, so the background on that story is I went to South by Southwest in 2018. Um, was that 2019 or 2018? Was it last year? Yeah, I went to South by Southwest last year. I miss those In days. March. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I can't remember anything because this year has been five years long. But um, Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> last year, I went to South by Southwest and I performed at a, a gig that he was performing at. And uh, my manager was like super like fanning out over him. I was like, yo, we have to go over there and talk to him. So we did. Um, we went over there. I met him. We talked to him. We, my manager, um, shout out to Jem, the Haitian. Um, Vicious Society, my management team, um, they, he um, was like, yo, we're, we're getting a feature. We're going to get a feature. We're getting a feature. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like, how are you so sure? And in all honesty, we got it. Um, you got it. He reached out to him. Um, Crooked Eye was super down to earth. Um, was like, yeah, I definitely want to, I, I hear her sound. I love it. I definitely want to work with her. Um, let's work awesome. out the details and get it done. We worked out the details. I recorded the song Cry. Um, I was just, honestly, it was right after Nipsey died. And um, it was just, just an emotional time. Yeah. Like, just like him being killed and just, things that I've gone through with my own family members and stuff like that. It was just emotional to talk about men, fathers mm -hmm. specifically, and how important they are because I was just thinking about, you know, his wife, his children, right. like, you know, like they're not only are they dealing with such a great loss, but they have to deal with it in the public eye. And just thinking about that and how key the father is in the family like now these children are growing up without their father 
and it was just a song that I wrote to pay homage to men and how important you guys are in the family, period. Because once you take away that king chess piece, the entire board starts to crumble. So it's like, I wrote the song and when he heard it, he immediately like connected with it which is ironic because we were supposed to shoot the video when I was in California earlier this year. Oh, wow. But due to COVID and his, him losing his father, we were like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll come back. I'll come back to LA because we want to shoot it in LA. I'll come back to LA and we'll shoot it at another time, um, which is now seeming to be like next year now. Right. But, um, the song and that feature was a blessing because King Crooked is an amazing lyricist. Mm -hmm. He was, I was watching a movie recently and he was in the movie. He was, one of his songs was playing in the background with him and Joel Ortiz, which was yeah. dope. And I'm like, I know that voice. I have a song with that guy. I have a song with like, that <laughs> you know? must be pretty cool. It that was, must be pretty, pretty cool. It's pretty cool to, to just feel that because yeah. it feels success. It just feels like success. It's a great mm -hmm. success. It's a big win for me. Absolutely. And I feel like some people don't really see how huge that is, but it's a really big deal that I have a song with King Crooked. Oh, I noticed. I I understand how huge that is. I, I was a yeah. huge Slaughterhouse fan when they were together. And uh, yeah. yeah, when I saw even you had a song with him, I was like, wow. <laughs> even amazing. connecting him with Boston, because another thing I wanted to do this year was bring him to Boston. Yeah which would have been huge if we had a yes. show like that. Right. Yeah, that would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. I, it was one of my friends that I talked to. He was like, I love him. Like, if you have a show and you bring him out here, hell yeah, I'm buying tickets. And I was like, yeah. okay, I'll definitely put it together. But, you know, COVID happened and it kind of went completely over my head. But we did a live IG together where he called in and he talked about being, uh, you know, it was actually right after George Floyd died. Um, and we were just talking about being a black man in America and just how important the man is and how important the woman is. And he was just paying homage to that and giving yeah. his insight and talking to my fans and not only talking to my fans, but bringing his fans to my platform. That's which, awesome. You know, he just did for me, you know, he didn't charge me to do it, which is just, it's just, it's just a blessing at the end of the day, because it's an opportunity that God put in my path and I was able to be that artist to, I, I don't know if, what other artists he's connected to in Massachusetts, but I feel like it's a really good um, thing to have in my history as a music artist in Massachusetts to, if I get the opportunity to bring him out here, I will. Right. Because I just want to be able to connect LA and Boston like through me like that. Like, that would be, yeah. Like he's your connection. I mean, you're his connection to Boston, basically. Yeah, yeah. I would love to be. I would love yeah. to be, but you know, with because of unforeseen like COVID, like we're not, obviously not going to do that this year. But I would love to have a huge show, you know, in the future where I will be able to bring him out. Yeah, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. We'll be. But there. yeah, I have a song with King Crooked. It's called Cry. Make sure you stream it. It is on Great all song. major platforms. Shout out Cry. Shout yes. out Shells. Shout out Crocodile. And the song was produced by Static Selecta as well. 
that's that's a nice touch yep a nice little <laughs> that's uh yeah little that's little a nice trickle. little nice little cherry on top there um <laughs> Yes. So have you worked with, had you worked with Static before that? No, but he sent me a whole bunch of beats and I'm listening to them still, wink, wink. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, it was honestly, term, terminology was really big um, part of that. Terminologist was a really good um, friend of mine. And um, he, when he, basically my manager let them know that we have a feature locked in with King Crooked and that we need a static select beat for it. Yeah. And static the selector was like, I right, let me send that over. And even just the intro to the song and hearing his beat tag drop. Yeah. And then going that's to iconic. To, yes. And then going to listen to Jada Kiss and all these huge artists who got the same intro in their song. I'm like, yeah. yo, like I'm creating history. Like I said, Absolutely. my goal is not to be famous. My goal is to be legendary. So these little bits and pieces in my discography are going to be super essential years to come. A song's right. a classic, and I'm really proud of it. It is a great song. Yeah, it's a huge Thank accomplishment. You. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I would, uh, would have hated to let you go without asking about it, so I'm glad we caught that. I'm yeah, glad that was a good catch. You. That was a good catch. I wanted to ask about that too. Do you have any other awesome secret songs that maybe we should talk about? Um, I think I gave you guys a lot. I think yeah. if you guys want to know, I'm pretty sure I'll have more than enough content to talk about next time we talk because Absolutely. I I see you guys as part of my journey, part of my journey, and it's not going to end here. So we're going to have awesome. to have more conversations, and we're going to have to continue we to build. I'm we here for it. Well, we appreciate You're welcome you back on. anytime. Absolutely. All right. I'm getting another call now. So I oh, <laughs> All right. So I we'll let you go. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. And send me a DM. Send me information about uh, how to like listen to this after and stuff. All right. Sure. Yeah. We'll give you the link. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Bye. Peace.